Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy, druids. In cars. Going to festivals. Okay, a lot of times we get asked, um, like, what advice would you give me for this thing? Or I'm brand new at this, can you please help me? Um, And so we decided to uh, give advice to our past selves. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so the, the prompt for this was, what advice would you give yourself as a baby pagan? Right. And I mean... Part of it would have to be, I, I'm not a big fan of the baby pagan nomenclature. Trope. Uh, trope. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, I don't feel that folks should be infantilized as part of starting out on something. Just because you're starting out at something new doesn't mean that you're, you know, entirely incapable of it, for example. Um, and that's part of the advice that I would give to myself is, no, you can actually do this stuff. It is doable. It is workable. Um, but I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give is just because it's old doesn't make it good. <laughs> uh, that's, a good that's still good advice. <laughs> I, I think it's excellent advice, but I mean, I spend a lot of time reading old handbooks on magic and old grimoires and, you know listening to old white guys. I was going to say old misogynistic white guys. <laughs> yes, pontificate about things. And, you know, while I, I learned some things, I certainly did, I would have to say that I learned a whole lot more talking to people that were in my peer group and figuring out what worked and workshopping stuff with people who were of a more or less equal Uh, experience footing as I was. There is value in having people who have walked the path for a long time and talking to them and and getting their stuff, but, you know, you can't live on theory alone, and one of the dangers of becoming an old white dude pagan like I am these days (laughs) um, is that you, you get kind of set in your ways. You don't experiment as much as you used to, and that shows sometimes and you just gotta experiment you gotta get out there and you gotta say you know it's been done like this for however long it has been why don't I try something new and that has been good advice you know mine is actually kind of similar Yeah. Um, I think the piece of advice I would give to myself starting out is that it's okay to experiment and just because the only books you can find in bookstores are XYZ, not the path I currently follow, um, 
does not mean that they're not out there. So, like, don't be afraid to experiment with what makes meaning for you until you find something that makes meaning for you. Because it it is out there. Um, And, you know, I... Especially with a lot of people who are... um, dabbling because they're not sure like what they believe if anything um I think there's validity in saying you know try something on for a while and see if it fits um and if it doesn't try something else on or go back to something else that worked better for you and I feel like sometimes that's scary because you may want to be pagan and may find that that is not what brings the most meaning to you. And I'm here to tell you that that is okay. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no there's no set thing that you have to be. What is important is that you do what works for you and you do what makes meaning for you. Um, and so, like, for me, you know, books in the bookstores and those initial online communities, um, most of them were Wiccan or eclectic witchcraft aligned. Um, and none of that really felt right to me. Like it didn't, it just didn't resonate with me. Um, and then I had the benefit of meeting all the Pagan Student Association folks who came from a variety of paths and places, um, which allowed me to kind of be like, Oh, well there are all these other things that I could try. Um, and obviously I, I settled in with ADF and eventually joined the local Grove, but Um, just knowing that there was other stuff out there and I was allowed to try it and see if it worked um, was very beneficial. Yeah, and it it can be really difficult when, especially when you're just starting out and nothing in the books, nothing that you see online seems to resonate. Sometimes you got to make your own path and you got to push your own way forward and that's okay. I mean, there's a reason that there are so many eclectic pagans. Yep. Because what resonates for people is going to be a little bit different for everybody. And sometimes it's different enough that you don't want to put it in a box. Yep. Absolutely the case. The other thing that I would probably tell myself, uh, and I've learned this the hard way, is sometimes you got to make the extra effort. If there's a person who used to show up but doesn't show up anymore, you got to reach out to them. We learned that today. In yeah. fact, uh, well, we've been traveling for our stay-at-home Druid Moon. Yeah. The the uh, we found that one of our members hasn't been around for a very good reason, um, but we had added him to the list anyway. And made our made our package delivery and yeah, made our package delivery and got to speak to his wife and now we know why he doesn't show up and that gave us some additional information to work with and we can we can take that and action it right and try and support him better and those kinds of things being able to to take that extra step and, and say no this is an important thing i need to go do this that goes a long way sometimes and i don't think that i've always realized or recognized that i i wish that i had points in the past that would have been very helpful. Yeah, and I think that can reflect on um, like community work as well. Because like for you, you attended Six Night yep. for a while at least. A year and a half, two years. Yeah, years, and I mean like living in Columbus, you know, you had to make that effort to 
go a, a distance to another grove because three times didn't exist yet. Right. Um, and so the extra effort there was seeking out community and going even though it was further away than you might like or even though um, the times were inconvenient but manageable. Yeah. And, and I would temper that, though. Six Night was great for me. They were good people. I really enjoyed hanging out with them and doing ritual with them. But if the only thing near you doesn't spark you, oh yeah, not worth so doing. I play a lot of D and D. Yeah. And there's a saying in D and D, in in like the inclusive gamer world, that no D and D is better than bad D and D. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have a toxic DM, you need to not game with that group anymore. And so, like, I think that can apply to other small does. groups. And so, um, you know, consider that perhaps no religious community is better than a bad religious community. I, w- I would agree with that. And, you know, if you can't find joy in it, it's, it's really not, it's not worth doing because it it can turn you off to better experiences down the line. There's also a saying in the ace community <laughs> that is that is you're not competing against other uh, prospective partners for my time and attention. You are competing against whether you improve my quality of time with myself. <laughs> yes. And and that's one of the big things about spiritual communities anyway, is they should improve you. So you're not there for their benefit. You're not the one who needs to put everything into that relationship. Once again, reciprocity, we come back to it a lot. You should be getting something out of it yourself. And if you're not, find a place where you do. And I'm also here to tell you, Yes, those places exist. If you haven't experienced them yet, I'm sorry, first. But also, keep looking. Because they are out there. I mean, we, we are part of one. Right. You know, it is it is mutually beneficial to us. The work that we put in, we're, dri- we're driving 100, what is it, 182 100, miles? 186 miles. 186 miles today, delivering packages of lit candles and water uh, to our grove because that's what brings us joy, not because it has to be done. We could have mailed everything. We totally could have mailed everything, but we enjoy doing this, and so that's why we do it, and that is an important thing anytime you you get involved in a community is it's got to give back to you. It's got to deepen your experience, and it's got to improve your life. If it doesn't, it's, it's not the spiritual community for you. So now that we are wise and experienced and on in our years, Peggins. <laughs> yeah, we're something. <laughs> what advice would you give yourself on your current path from where you are now? And then perhaps, I'm going to add this on to our prompt that was already given to us. Perhaps, how likely are you to take your own advice? <laughs> You know, if I trust the source, I'm really likely to take my own advice, but I'm not sure that I always do. Um, I, I think that, for me, it, it's very much 
often a continuation of those those same basic principles. Make sure that what you're what you're doing brings you joy. And I'm actually very good at following that particular prescription. You are. Um, I, I don't do stuff that doesn't bring me joy. Um, and that doesn't have an agenda. Well, I don't do anything that doesn't have an agenda. You put a business meeting on my calendar and there's no agenda, I don't show up. Um, <laughs> and, and it's because it, it doesn't benefit anybody. You know, if there's no agenda, it doesn't benefit anybody. And it should benefit somebody, right? <laughs> um, so... But, you know, even on that level, one of the things that I have trouble doing myself and that I, I should definitely take more heat of is, of course, plan more, do more planning, um, do more practice, more polish. And I have, I have plenty of trouble doing that, too. And that's something that I would like to do. And if you've seen me in Ritual and you're scoffing at the fact that I, I feel that I don't have polish or that I don't have practice or that I could improve those things, let me tell you, I know that I can fake it pretty well until I make it. And I can fool a lot of people into thinking I've made it. But I know in my head that I have not made it. I also have done enough ritual with you that I notice your little ticks when you're nervous about something. Yep. It happens. <laughs> it happens all the time. I get terrible stage fright. There's no way around it. You just have to deal with it. So what about you, you? If you planned more, you would... Yes, you're right. If I planned more, I would have less of that. But once again, I am not very likely to take my own advice on this. Um, so... We chatted a little bit about this at Harvest Nights, which is where this prompt came from. Um, and my immediate answer to this question was, don't let the assholes ruin it for you. <laughs> because it is this path, what I do, what I'm working on, what I am creating and giving and receiving, like all of it, it brings me joy, which is why I keep doing it. Um, it is fulfilling for me. Um, and there will always, it doesn't matter what it is you're doing, whether it's religious work or I was teaching for a while, whether it's teaching, whether it's community gardening, like it doesn't matter what it is. There is going to be someone out there who wants to pee in your Cheerios yep. <laughs> and you just need to not let them ruin it for you. So like part of it is this idea of like being like sure enough in yourself that you are doing what is beneficial for you and for others while not being the cocky asshole who's ruining it for someone else right because you can't be that either yep. um but being sure enough in yourself that when someone is like dissing on you you're able to just kind of let it roll off your back and be like either completely not engage which is often the best option or be like you know I hear you and I see where you're coming from but that is not what is beneficial or useful or even relates to the work I'm doing like yeah. um, and so my my piece of advice to myself now is hey Jan you know what you're doing like just do that. You know what you're doing and someone who wants to come ruin it for you like A, they probably don't actually mean to ruin it for you so just let it go. 
That is very true. Most of the time, people who suck the life out of things, and you run into them a lot, they have no idea that they do it. That's what I mean. Like, they're probably not doing it on purpose. Yeah. So don't take it personally. Like, just... Let it go. I try real hard not to take anything personally. I try to. You do way better at it than me. You're like my like my anchor in that. Where like I'll be like, I'm so angry about this thing, and you're just sitting there like, I mean, it's fine. I'm like, no, but don't you understand? (laughs) The the likelihood that you have given the person the appropriate amount of credit when it comes to their ability. To ruin your life? <laughs> no. You, you've given them too much credit because they really don't know how. Have you? They're not that smart. Have you seen the meme about you can have $50,000 but your worst enemy gets $100,000? Would you do it? And the answer is, of course, yes. Why wouldn't I want $150,000? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, again, <laughs> These things, you know, it's not helpful to, to sit there and say, oh, man, it's just awful what this person has done, and, you know, I, I, I can't get around it, and all they've done is piss your Cheerios. They, they've made it harder for you to enjoy something that you legitimately should be allowed to enjoy and should be enjoying. Um, it's, it's kind of the same problem that... Um, like, why is all this bad stuff happening in my life? Did the gods make this happen? It's similar in the sense of why are all these people upset with me for doing these things? Well, they're probably not. That Like, they're just cruising along in their own lane and it's not anything personal. Just let it go. You know how to do you. You know how to be you. You know how to do the things that you're doing. So just do them. Do those. And how likely am I to take my own advice? I can't wait for the Facebook message, right? <laughs> Where I get to, to post this podcast right back into the Facebook message. <laughs> oh, you mean when, I, when I'm talking to you and I'm like, oh, this person was just so... And you're like, hey, remember that conversation we had? <laughs> Link. <laughs> Look, you even recommended we record this one on that trip. <laughs> we had other good ideas. We though, did have other that, good so, ideas. So, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, so, Reverend Pezza also uh, answered some of these questions. And obviously, we can't have the full conversation with her right now. But I can give you uh, her answers. So, uh, she had a couple of advice that she would give herself on her recent path. So, like where she is now. Um, the first is, if your divination work is scaring you, stop doing it. It's a very good one, I think, because, once again, religion, spirituality, these things are about building you up and making your life better. And if it's scary, it's not fulfilling that purpose. Okay. Her second one is in (laughs) corollary to that. Yes. <laughs> if a god or spirit tells you to do it, you don't have to do it. We've talked a lot about boundaries. <laughs> we have talked a lot a about boundaries. A lot about boundaries. <laughs> and those boundaries are really important. <laughs> <laughs> and then her corollary to the corollary is, if someone asks if you're a god, you, you say, say yes. <laughs> that is, for those who don't know, 
a Ghostbusters reference. <laughs> Fortunately, with the newest Ghostbusters film, they may have heard that reference yet again. Maybe. So. <laughs> and I would love with this episode specifically, if folks have advice that they would share either with other new pagans or advice for themselves, like voicemail style. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, if you've got advice that you would like to tell yourself, I would love to hear it. Yes. If you can record it and send it to Druids and Cars yeah. at threegrains.org, yeah. that would be awesome. Uh, ship us a link to, like, a Google Drive or whatever cloud storage solution you would like. I mean, or call my phone and leave it on my voicemail. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know. <laughs> you are a millennial. You will never pick up your phone, so that would work. Well, it's all going to go to voicemail because I'm not picking that up. <laughs> In other words, we may never hear it if you call Jan's voicemail. Um, <laughs> but, no, yeah, send us send us those ideas. Send us that advice that you have, and who knows? We can maybe, do, like, a like a Dear Druids episode. We could. I We could even possibly feature people Ooh, on the episode. Wouldn't I that be cool? like it. I so, like it. yeah, let us, you know know who you are let us, hear, you let us hear your advice and if you don't want to tell us who you are like i'm okay with that's okay and anonymity anonymity yeah that <laughs> thanks for listening and there's more to come we welcome your ideas and questions if there's something you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode please drop us a line at druids and cars at three cranes.org if you'd like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Our theme song's lyrics were written by Arthur Shipkowski, and the music is written and recorded by Mike Viershank. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org, and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes, and let us pray with a good fire. <laughs>